Hello, everyone. I've got the greatest pair of people on the show today from Paris. You don't want to miss this episode with Jean Guo, the CEO and co-founder, along with uh, Vinta Jama, the COO and co-founder of Connexio. They're doing amazing work in IT training for uh, uh, refugees there in France. Uh, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Your Mark on the World show with your champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. This episode is made possible via the support of our sponsors, including Johnson & Johnson's Caring Crowd. Jean Binta, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, Devin. We're excited to be yeah, here. Thank you so much for having us. We're, we're thrilled. We're absolutely thrilled. Uh, you know, th there have been so many refugees uh, from Africa, Syria, Middle East, uh, arriving in Europe the last few years that uh, Americans have a hard time even comprehending. Give us a little sense of the impact uh, and what's going on there in Paris as a result of the uh, arrival of so many refugees. Yeah, so I think, um, you know, what we're experiencing here is obviously something that is experienced in other communities, other cities and other countries. But just to give a global context, there's uh, 65 million displaced people in the world. Um, and within, you know, the last few years, those numbers have been increasing in Europe, um, specifically with um, within the last three years, there are rates, I think, within um, just even the Paris, the metropolitan region, where we're seeing people, um, you know, there's more and more work that needs to be done to help reach out to these individuals. So the rates um, of a demand for asylum have jumped up more than 30% just within the last few years. And that's something, you know, that has, uh, you know, effects over the, the whole region in general. Uh, Binta, why don't you take a minute and just give us a sense of the job market and how things are looking there in Paris and greater France. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think even taking like a larger bird's eye view and looking at the job market in Europe, um, something we're seeing is that across Europe, over 90% of jobs um, in any field are going to require any candidate to have a basic level of digital skills. And that's certainly being felt here in France. For example, between now and 2020, there's going to be a vacancy in over um, a, a close to a million posts requiring candidates to have um, a level of digital skills. And when we break that down even further, when we look at a specific job, uh, such as that of a coder or a developer, there's going to be a vacancy of almost 200,000 applicants. So I think, you know, looking at the job market in Europe and then zeroing down Carrying that down into France, digital skills is definitely something that any candidate, no matter what background they're coming from, is going to have to have to be able to integrate into the modern day workforce. It's uh, really important, uh, obviously. So, Jean, tell us a little bit about Connexio and what you're doing to address these issues. Yeah, so I think for us, um, it's what we want to build is a movement in the sense that we want to work with um, people coming from all walks of life, um, you know, having come from um, different communities who speak different languages and bring them together, but really um, empower them through uh, digital learning and then connect them to larger communities. So we see our job as twofold. One, um, the training. So we have various programs 
that go from you know basic digital literacy, teaching people basic skills on how to use the computer, how to get access um, to their basic rights. A lot of this information is currently now digitalized, um, all the way up to being able to train them in more specific programs to becoming junior developers. And then the second part is really putting them in a community, because we realize that the students who have most success um, you know, with Connexia are those who also get to meet companies who work with, um, who, you know, are uh, with other NGOs um, and being able to put them in that rich ecosystem, um, we see as part of our job. But to tell us a little bit more about how you connect them to the greater community there. It's, it, it is a tendency, it seems to me, for immigrants. I base this off of the refugee and immigrant communities in my own city here in Salt Lake City, but they sometimes get isolated. I think mm -hmm. that's as much a fault or maybe more a fault of the long-term residents than the refugees, the new immigrants. But mm -hmm. uh, how do you help them uh, maintain a sense of self, a sense of community within their own community at the same time become part of the greater Paris community? Sure, absolutely. So I think something that, you know, really inspired us in creating Connexio and starting on this mission was the fact that um, currently, you know, statistics show that only 12% of refugees here in France have interactions with the larger French community. So I think in seeing that, we immediately saw that that's something that we need to find a way to tackle. And so, you know, kind of piggybacking off of what Jean was saying, in terms of the community of partners we build, we focus on, uh, you know, having access to associations, to private partners, to public Partners who provide students access to social activities, cultural activities, professional development activities, educational activities, and then even looking at, you know, as a team itself, you know, we bring together refugees, migrants, local citizens, expats, you know, a, a real hodgepodge of different people coming together to all work with, you know, a, a community of refugees and to give this idea of us all being part of a global network, but working on a local solution. Jean, why don't you take a minute now and talk about how, go a little deeper on the programs that you've developed to provide skills, because the, 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 obviously being able to be well-employed is mm -hmm. central to the economic success of a, a new immigrant, uh, regardless of their circumstances upon immigrating to mm -hmm. uh, any country, but certainly that would be true in Paris. Yeah, so I would say in terms of how the programs are shaped and how we've developed them is we really ask for the feedback of our students constantly working to improve being agile. And so what we've actually developed is a blended learning model. The idea being that um, we want our students to meet other people to be physically in centers where we're working with teachers and volunteers, but that we realized actually uh, nearly three quarters of our students actually have access to smartphones. Um, you know, it's kind of their connection to the world and a sense for information. Uh, to connect to people and so we said well you're using you know your phone every day to check Facebook why not also add just a 15 minutes um, on top of that for example for reviewing the exercises we went over in classes you know taking quizzes so and the idea is that we reinforce their learning you know online with the presence and you know there's a form um, uh, component where they're able to interact also with their other classmates with uh, the teachers and so the idea is that in the classes themselves um, we want them to actually have this 
uh, extra uh, supplementary uh, support. Um, and so the idea also for us is to make sure when we're developing the programs that we really think about what are the complexity of skills that are really necessary. So on one hand, you know, we have a focus on the French, um, you know, technical language that you need to learn when you're first learning. There's so many words that are related to the use <laughs> of a computer, to, you know, a browser, all these functions that are actually very, very useful vital, I think, in daily, you know, professional life. And then the second part is making sure that there are also some of the soft skills that we don't necessarily train for, um, but are equally important to getting them integrated. So we really focus on the digital training, and then we actually work with partners, uh, including Salesforce, including SAP, who will go through it and work with our students to teach them basic skills from how do I interview, uh, you know, how do I create a CV, LinkedIn profile, all the way to, uh, you know, how do I work within a team and pick up the social codes that really give them, you know, the final foot in the door in terms of being integrated professionally in France. Binta, I know these are early days, but Binta, maybe you could give us some sense of the results, outcomes. What are you seeing? Uh, how are lives being impacted? Absolutely. So, um, so since launching Connect in 2016, we've had the pleasure of working with over 120 students. In going through our first round of impact evaluation, we found that, you know, of the students surveyed, over 70% went on to have positive outcomes. So meaning that, you know, students either created their own entrepreneurial projects after coming through Connexio. Um, so we have students who are incubated with their own projects now in the Paris uh, startup ecosystem. Uh, we've also had students who've gone on to find their own professional work experience. So we have students who are working as designers, developers. Uh, we have one student we're incredibly proud of who's now working as an intern at L'Oreal. Um, as a result of going through our program. And thirdly, we have students who've gone on to continue their education programs. So we have a student here who's recently graduated with a master's from the Sorbonne. We have other students who are going to top engineering and business schools. Um, and, you know, and, and even uh, beyond that, 94% uh, of the students uh, we've worked with have continued to use the digital skills in their professional and personal lives after going through our courses. And 94%, um, you know, after joining the Connexio community, do feel more socially integrated to their local community here in France. Um, so I think since, you know, starting, we've started to see these positive outcomes. And for us, it's, it's always looking at a way in which we can capitalize and continue to grow on this. Jean, what are you most proud of having accomplished? I think what we are most proud of, I think, as a team is that we've been able to bring on other people who are just as inspired um, to go. You know, sometimes we, you know, we're, well, obviously we're, you know, our fully dedicated to this, but being able to inspire, um, you know, professionals within companies or some of the volunteers who've been with us since, you know, the beginning and to actually also for us um, see the dedication that our students put uh, into the classes. Uh, we found out, you know, within some of our first cohorts, some of the students were coming 100 kilometers away by train every week to take our classes um, and to be able to show that, you know, there's a real motivation to learn. Uh, there's a real motivation to become part of the community. Uh, you know, I think that's really important for us and that also helps, you know, show other students that this is someone, you know, I can be like this person who has actually succeeded. You know, there's, even though there's all these barriers we see from the language to, you know, the, some of the administrative processes, but I can see someone who's actually made it and, you know, how that can actually push others to do the same. Oh, that's inspiring. Uh, Minto, what is the most important lesson you've learned? There have been quite a few lessons that we've learned <laughs> since, you know, going on this journey of launching Connexio, but I think um, 
one of the most important for me and, and, and for Gina as well is this idea that while we are very rooted in this idea of tech for good, it's tech for good, but with a human touch. And so mm -hmm. for us, you know, we never want to lose sight of the fact that first and foremost, our community, individuals, people committed to having an impact, not only on our local communities, but eventually on, you know, our global communities as well. And so, you know, looking at the fact that while we're working with refugees and migrants here and other disadvantaged populations, it's not just for us to be coming up with the solutions, but it's also to really include all the we're working with and the solutions we're working on. So, you know, not really just us, you know, this idea of us sitting in our ivory tower and kind of coming up with these ideas on our own, but being on the ground, speaking to our students, speaking to our partners, speaking to the people who make Nexio what it is to find ways to continuously improve it and to continuously make it better. Jean, uh, I'm curious about uh, how you've ended up in uh, Paris. You, you speak uh, English with an American accent. So I, I presume you have American roots. Uh, how did you end up in Paris? And then why on earth in the you know, city of lights and all the, all the opportunities there, why you've tackled this project? Yeah, I think on there's, you know, two levels of it. There's one that's, you know, very personal to me. And there's one that is more, you know, uh, on the professional, the academic side. So I actually originally came to France um, on a Fulbright. And so I was actually working with the Paris School of Economics. One of the projects I chose to research on was the inclusion of migrants. And when I was on the ground to really understand what was going on, I realized that there were some gaps that a lot of, you know, at the time, a lot of the aid that was um, distributed out really focused on frontline, which is very, very important, you know, on food and shelter, but that we also needed to think about long-term education and jobs, and specifically jobs that were high in demand, jobs that were objective in terms of their skills that, you know, someone from a foreign background who might face otherwise other types of discrimination can have real access to. And so for me, you know, on the personal level, it's because, you know, growing up as an immigrant and, you know, in a single family with my mother, I realized I saw the barriers growing up too when you don't speak the language, um, when you know your mother is afraid to like read the mail because she doesn't understand it. I think there was some personal side for me that I wanted to figure out a, a way I can concretely help. And I was already working with a community where I saw a very you know upfront that need and I heard stories over and over again about wanting to figure out a way also to support themselves, to support their families. Fantastic. Binta, what about you? You too speak uh, English with an American accent. How did you end up in Paris and why are you engaged in this work? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, come, I came to Paris uh, on a Fulbright scholarship as well. And so my research focused on working with um, low income school districts, low income students and looking at ways in which to increase access to professional, social and educational opportunities. Um, and so it, it's, it's the type of work that I've been involved with, you know, for a few years. And so coming to Paris was just an extension of that. Um, so kind of similar to Jean, there, there's a personal and professional connection. So, um, you know, my parents immigrated to the U.S. Uh, as well from West Africa. And so, you know, growing up, I saw how difficult it was to find ways in which to integrate into a community and a new country that's not your own, where you don't necessarily speak the language very well, where you don't necessarily have an entrenched community of support. And so really having to struggle amongst those barriers to find a place for yourself is something that I think drew us to the mission of Connexio. And then even looking at us, you know, certainly not the same context of your students, but we ourselves, you know, are, are immigrants here in, in France. And so I think in our in coming here and going through that journey as well, it kind of gives us an idea of 
how difficult it can be to find yourself, you know, a, a quote unquote, a stranger in a strange land and really go through the process to, you know, create a new community and create a new life. And so I think those are lines that really, you know, drew us to each other and drew us to the, the mission of Connectio. Oh, fantastic. Well, Jean, what is your superpower? Um, I would say if I had a superpower, I would love to be able to speak all the languages of the world. I'm kind of fascinated by languages. Um, you know, I have some that I really want to pick up, but being able to, I feel like being able to communicate with people really opens up doors, you know, to understanding their cultures and bridging kind of that divide, which is you know, very much needed now where we are in the world. So what languages do you already speak, Jean? Uh, I speak Chinese, English, French, uh, some Spanish. Yeah. Up there. <laughs> She's well on her way. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> good start. <laughs> Binta, what about you? Um, What's your superpower? I, I guess mine is a bit more silly, but I think my superpower would be to time travel because I've always been a huge history buff and just, you know, the, the opportunity to travel back to any time period in history I'd like and kind of observe everything from the sidelines, I think would be a a pretty cool superpower to, to have. Yeah. Me going back uh, to the past and finding Jean and uh, helping her out on the language learning path. <laughs> <laughs> what, what languages do you speak, Binta? Um, so I speak French, Italian, Wolof, a bit of Spanish, and a tiny bit of German as well. And Excellent. Thai. Now, Wolof, where is that language spoken? Yeah, so Wolof is um, the predominant language in Senegal and the Gambia, so in Western Africa. Excellent. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, listen, <laughs> I, I really appreciate, appreciate both of you taking the time to uh, tell your stories this morning, uh, share it with us. Uh, I know you're busy, but before you go, I wonder, Jean and Binta, if you would each just take a minute and tell us how we can learn more about Connexio and connect with each of you personally. Yeah, so... Um, uh, Connexio, we have, uh, you know, our social media, our website is at Connexio, K-O-N-E-X-I-O dot E-U. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, uh, which is, you know, facebook.com slash Connexio dot E-U. Um, and I think in terms of engaging with us personally, um, our email addresses are on our website and we love to hear and always, you know, learn about people who are interested in our mission. We've gotten, you know, requests from um, people from different countries learning about how, you know, can we take a similar model and, you know, implement it there. So, or even others who contacted us from different continents mm -hmm. wanting to join our team. Mm -hmm. So we always welcome that. Um, so feel free to um, go to our website and um, to, you know, meet us there. We're also on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, so <laughs> make sure to follow us there as well. It's uh, connexio underscore EU. Fantastic. Well, listen, Jean, Binta, I'm so grateful to both of you for taking the time today and wish you both every success in working successfully with the uh, refugee community there in, in uh, Paris. Thank you, Stephen. All righty, let's do some good. At Caring Crowd, we believe everyone has the power to make a difference. Through our crowdfunding platform for community health, we empower passionate people to drive real change. Whether you work for a nonprofit organization, volunteer, or want to get involved for the first time, you can post a campaign on Caring Crowd. Join us, because caring is where change begins. Thank you for listening. Devonthorpe's mission is to end extreme poverty, improve global health, 
and mitigate climate change before 2045 by finding and sharing the stories of those who are doing the most good. You can join with other listeners to accelerate Devon's mission by visiting helpdevon.org right now.